Artist and songwriter. Artist and songwriter. There we go. All right, so tell us who you are. Like, who are you all together? Okay, they call me Nando from North Philadelphia. We in the building right now. Basically, up-and-coming artist, even though I've been out, been doing this for about almost 17 years now. So basically, I'm just like basically getting in my prime, basically. Mm-hmm. Very energetic artist. If anybody has ever seen me perform, they know I bring the stage down. Great energy. Mm-hmm. Great charisma. All that. So what inspired you to get into rapping, songwriting? Actually, it was just me being silly in the class project, actually. Mm-hmm. Going back 17 years ago. That's a long time. Right, since 2000. So I was in the class project, and, you know, I was one of the dorky kids. So I just wanted to fit in and have some fun. So the two, two dudes in my group was rapping, and um, I just had to do something to make it make me feel good. So I just started doing, like, the bird sounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. So after that, I started just like doing it. Just start writing and writing and writing and writing. Actually, I became pretty good at it. That's what's up. So what part of Philly are you from? North side, North Philly. Where exactly? <laughs> well, I'm from 26 and Cecil B. Moore, but the last about 13 years, 18 from Butler, mm-hmm. area Ave, all that. Okay. And what set you apart from like the hundreds of other Philly rappers that's coming up on Instagram? The difference between me and them, I know how to perform. That's my that's my expertise mm-hmm. when it comes to performances and actually bringing the energy and actually entertaining the crowd because that's what we're here to do. Right. 50, 50 dudes on the stage screaming, talking about how much they're going to shoot up stuff. That's true. That's, that's so not performing. True. And you right. got all your niggas holding you up and all that stuff. And you in the same spot. No, that's not right. performing. Because a lot of that, and I noticed that just from going to different showcases and stuff, like that's what people lack, the stage presence. And I feel like... A lot of being an artist and being a rapper, whatever you are, comes from knowing how to perform as well. Correct. Because it's like, you can hear a track and you'll be like, oh, this is definitely somebody from Philly. Because everybody's starting to sound the same now. But that can definitely set you apart, knowing how to perform. Because that goes a long way. It really do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you feel like the aspiring artists from Philly are currently missing? Besides the performance-wise, like, what do you feel like they lack? They're all in competition with each other. Because mm-hmm. Philadelphia, even though Philadelphia is one of the top ten cities in the United States, mm-hmm. it's still small amongst us, right. amongst the Philadelphians in the city. So my thing about it is everybody's in competition with, just, with each other. Mm-hmm. Just be yourself. Right. Everybody right. else and everything is going to follow after that. So after every show or every song, you don't need everybody to be rocking out with you. Right. You just need one for real, for real. Exactly. And once you get that one that's going to ride with you no matter what, 
everybody else is gonna come. Cause there's really not a lot of people from the city like after PNB Rock and Core that's like really getting on. Like you know what I'm saying? It's a lot right. of people that's trying, but it's I haven't really seen a whole bunch of people that's really like going to the next level with like Uzi and PNB Rock and all them. Why do you think that is? My honest honest opinion, I mean, it's just the outlets. A lot of Philly people, a lot of uh, Philly artists, they're not people people. They don't want to sit up here and they say, you know, Dicky and all that other stuff to get on. But you think about it. I've actually witnessed P&B Rock get on. It was one one particular moment. We was at a birthday party. It was a birthday party. Mm -hmm. I seen him, and I was rapping with his manager. At the time, his manager, he's like, yo, I want $750. $750 for a verse, whatever. Mm. Less than a year. Less than a year. He get on after that. Right. So that tells you what has he been doing. Right. He's been in the right places, mingling with the right people. It's not about what you can do. Mm-hmm. It's about who you know at that's the end of the day. That's a big part of it. Do you feel like management plays a role, too? Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of people that's calling themselves managers nowadays mm-hmm. with these artists. So managers, like- management does have a role, but it's not a significant it's just about it's about networking mm-hmm. and if okay i know somebody that knows um somebody else's manager and i'm real good with them all right bring him to attention bring him in right it's, that's all it is right and a lot of people don't want to be around that because they they still stuck in the trap mm-hmm. you know that you know the trap money is going to be guaranteed in a, in a sense how right. we living mm-hmm. but it depends it depends on who you are as an artist everybody's a street artist Yes, yes. everybody the thing. is. And it's like somebody gotta come and break that cycle, cause it's like every like the whole we got guns, we got this. Like it's like okay, we get it. And I feel like a lot of that, like I said, you can tell when somebody's from Philly, it's just like the same thing over and over. Like you're hearing the same songs, the same type videos. Like I yeah. feel like it's not nobody that's like breaking that cycle like you know what i'm saying right so that's not, what we need because nine times out of ten that there was an artist out of philadelphia that was like that mm-hmm. they wouldn't respect them because mm-hmm. philadelphia is so hardcore mm-hmm. you know it's crabs in the barrel mentality right so if we all up here or we see you doing it come here right pull you right on down and that's why i feel as though that like myself i don't i don't blend in with that mm-hmm. i know a lot of these artists mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily blend in with them because I don't fit in. Right, right. You know, a lot right. of these artists is like in their 20s. I'm pushing 30. Seriously. Right. See, that's what a lot of people would not know. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people don't know that right. unless you personally knew me. I'm, about I'm to like 17 years ago. I'm like, well, how old was you 17 years ago? No. But now it makes sense. Okay. I'm like, I'm 30. I'll be 30 this year. Oh, okay. So for me, I didn't did the whole performing part, the whole managing part, mm-hmm. all of that. Oh, wow. So, so me, for me... So you're like well versed in this whole I'm, thing. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I did a managing a couple artists. I did, you know, my performing thing. I love performing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's this upcoming group. Well, they're like a foundation. It's called Free Rain Ignite Creativity. I've been, Creativity. I've been performing with their events for like the last, I think, about like a year now. Mm-hmm. You know, they do real good venues. They had the um couple shows down there at um Bourbon and Branch. If you heard of it, yeah, Second yeah, and Fairmount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I performed there with them. Mm-hmm. Took the whole place For off the real. stage, man. That's like, what's up. It's, that's what I, if anybody has ever known me and seen me perform, they know it's just all emotion, all energy. That's good. That's about That's it. good. And you talk. So it's like, you it, can't it, it, be that big coming with some drive. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, 
Exactly. A lot of people, a lot of people that know me, I don't appear like right. like I'll be the rapper. Like you, some tall, tall ball, whatever. You should be playing ball and all that other stuff. But then when you see me rap, it's like, oh, right. So you went by Nando. I mean, not Nando. You went by Six Nine back in 2013. Correct. correct. Okay. And what was that like transition like going from being Six mm-hmm. Nine to now they call me Nando? The transition. Okay. Basically, everybody knows from Philly about Rand Squad, the boy, boy named 6ix9ine, the old boy. Mm-hmm. So, actually, when people start like paying, like saying stuff about him, I'm thinking they're talking about me. Mm-hmm. When actually, they're talking about him. Mm-hmm. So, I was just like, all right, well, I had to change the name. So, everybody around my neighborhood said, call me like, yo, what's up, Nando? What's up? Right. Like- <laughs> they turned around, everybody kept saying it. I was like, that's it. Right. That's the name. That's the name. They mm-hmm. call me Nando. Mm-hmm. So instead of just saying Nando for short, you got to say the whole, the whole thing. thing. That's they call unique. me Nando. So it's like, right. you're not going to think of nobody like that, nobody with that name. I done been through p- plenty of performances and they butchered. They're like, oh, that's Nando. No, it's, they call me Nando. Right. That's, the whole you, thing. You say the whole thing like a trial called Quest. <laughs> they call me Nando. I like that. I like that a lot. So basically, and it's just the transition is just basically now. I'm more confident. Mm-hmm. I'm more in tune with myself. I know where my lane is. I don't step out of it. Right. I can sit up here and talk about guns and all that right. stuff, but that don't fit me normally. Mm-hmm. I'm the dude that wish I'm just like a normal white kid. Right. For I'm a white kid at heart. I right. party, go out, drink. You're not around. portraying this lifestyle that you mm, really don't. No. You know. uh-uh. Listen, I work. I work for the city. I don't portray. Like, I'm out here really getting to it yeah when i say i'm getting the bag yeah because that's what my job right. is that's what you do. i'm really getting the bag when i say i'm in the street my job is in the street, in the street. Exactly. so and that money pays towards my interviews my studio time mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. all that and even though i've been in this for a while mm-hmm. yeah i haven't seen no really no really money from it from like that mm-hmm. none of that i love to do it but right. now the fact that i got my kids right it's, it's time to run up a check or something exactly. man seriously exactly i feel you so tell us about if I should die. That's what's out now. <laughs> that's, that's the video. The the, that's the video right out right, right now. And it's catchy. I like the song. It's very catchy. So tell us like how the song came about. How the song came about. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna start off with shout out to the producer of the beat. That's Turk Beats. He um, mm-hmm. up and coming producer from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. The song "If I Should Die" is just basically it's like the prayer, like you know when you was a little kid, and your mom, and your dad, be like "If I Should Die," right, before I wake right. up, pray the Lord, what's what it take. Uh-huh. So I just switched it around and made it darker than what it was. Mm-hmm. So when I came up with this, when I came up with it, I was in the studio. I was in um, the Heat Factory at the time, mm-hmm. and I recorded. Shout out to uh, Gates and all those okay. too, man. That's my man. <laughs> so I was in there recording it, and it just, it just hit like the way the beat came. I wrote it, I wrote it and everything, and it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. So when I actually laid in the studio, I'm like, yo, this shit, I, I did, if I should die, I've been done over two years ago. Oh, really? Right, it's been done over two years ago. So what took so long for it to... Like, it came out, I, I released it, but it was just like, you know, one thing that some of us artists like is promotion. Mm-hmm. And you know, everything calls when it comes to promotion. I just didn't get the promotion done right. Right. So... What ends up happening is I'm like, all right, well, cool. When I start performing it, it took everybody, took everybody, like, yo, that shit hot. Like, I fucks with you, this man, the third. Right, right. So I was like, all right, well, you know what? I just, like, it's two years old. Let me shoot the video for it. Mm-hmm. I shot the video about... And who shot that? Oh, Sam Lenz. Yeah, okay. he, he's an um, up-and-coming um, videographer, too, in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. So yeah. he shot that drum. 
So basically, if I should die, basically, if you see it in person, mm-hmm. probably the best performance you can see. Really? Right. Ah, so where can we see that at? Is it something coming up where we can um, see it in person? I'm trying to I'm trying to work out some shows right now, okay. man. So you so gotta give me the inside. I, I, I definitely details. will. There is one event that I am doing, mm-hmm. but it's not like I'm performing a song. I'm just like doing a little freestyle joint. So that's April 26th. I don't have the exact location yet, but it's with the Free Reigning Night Creativity. Okay, so it's with them. Okay, that's what's up. So tell me about what they call me. It's coming out Memorial Day? That's correct. All right, so let me hear about it. What's basically, going on? what they call me is basically, it's a catch-off, the name. They mm-hmm. call me Nado, so it's what they call me. I like that. They call me Nado. Play so, words. so basically, what they call me is probably going to be about seven to eight tracks. Mm-hmm. Most likely, it won't be no features. It'll be all me. Oh, yeah. That's all what's up. Me. That's what's up. Basically, majority of the music. Feeling like J. Cole. No, I'm not feeling like J. Cole <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm just basically, with this with this project, it's the coming out, pro- this the coming out project for right. Nando. But right. they call me Nando. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. And basically, it's just energy. It's going to be a lot of... Um, a lot of turn up kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's all performance music. It's all performance music, all music in which, like, if you go to a show, you can expect whatever, expect whatever to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've been performing, I've been through chairs in the crowd, stood on top of chairs, Uh-oh. stood on top of speakers, Uh-oh. I collapsed the lung, I fainted. You really putting your all into it though, so exactly, that's good. Exactly, exactly. That's good. I love to do it, and mm-hmm. everybody like when I perform, everybody thinks I'm angry or just being very just direct. But no, it's just I'm trying to capture your attention, right? Because everybody here be and the fun exactly that just happened at the fabulous and Jada Kiss show like they had a bunch of open like opening acts and a lot of people just wasn't even paying yeah, attention one of my one of the guys I actually met was performing at um, his name is Hobbs Hobbs is my name mm-hmm. that's my he man he had a his energy I right, remember uh, him specifically because of his energy Hobbs is a good artist he performed with me one night mm-hmm. and he made he made me a believer so shout out to you Hobbs I see you man I mm-hmm. see you and I, I remember because I was in a crowd and I'm like what is his name and I had to like go follow him on Instagram because I'm like that's what people look for, like people right. that's really into it, we look for somebody that we can remember. I think right. it was him and it was like another artist named Bugsy. The only two people I remember from that whole performance. Yeah. Of course, ARA was there, but it was like, you know, it is what it is with that. But Hobbs is my name. He did a really yeah. good job. So just playing off of that, bringing that energy, it matters. Absolutely, because <laughs> people got to remember you for something. Like right. I, I remember one time, one performance I did, and I jumped in the crowd. They was like, yo, like you really had that joint turned up. Now, mind you, right. like a year later, I come across the same person, but mind you, you don't think about that stuff. They was like, yo, your name is not right. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. They was like, yo, I was, I was there when you jumped in the crowd at the, at the festival. I'm like, oh, right. shit, for real? They remember. Yeah, and that's what you got to leave by. That's mm-hmm. what you got to leave by out here, especially these artists. They got to know you for something. Exactly. And since for me personally, I know I can perform with anybody. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this other performance. Damn, matter of fact, down here at Pub Web, mm-hmm. last year it was um, Spring Jam for um, Urban Celebrities. I only had one song. That was If I Should Die, I Got to Do It. The performance was so crazy. The crowd started going along with it. Oh my then turned around. My mom was in perform- My mom was there. Really? So it was just How like, she, she it? loved it. Then turned around. Like All the bartenders started buying me drinks. It's like, yo, that shit is dope. 
they, that shit is crazy. And just like the whole energy, everybody was rocking with me from that night on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was I think that was like my, I see my come up for performance, what they call me now though, but they haven't seen nothing yet. That's crazy. Nothing. That's what's up. So would you label yourself as a consistent artist? Or why? <sighs> consistent artist. Mm-hmm. I would say yes. But due to having kids and doing and having to make the money to do all this stuff, I can't necessarily put my all into it. But I give the best that I can for my situation. Right. Now, as far as social media, do you feel like being consistent on social media plays a big part in becoming no. an artist? Because now everything is social media and, based. If you ain't on Instagram, you ain't popping. So it's like... It, you just Like I said, you just need that one. Mm-hmm. You just need that one. I didn't see... I see people... That will listen to one song and just they'll rock it out the whole the whole wave. It got to be some type of catch behind you. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm not no gimmick type of ball. Right. My performances is my thing. So I can sit up here and perform anywhere. I'm mapping the crowd out. I'm mapping what they doing, what they not doing, what's around me, what could I use, what can I can't use, and I just build it all together. So basically, as far as social media, social media, it, it, it's a plus. But it's also a minus. And it depends. It can play with you. Right. It can seriously play with you. You see how they did certain artists when they came home from jail or when they they got beat up or whatever right. the case may be. It set it <laughs> off. So it's a, it's you know, it's good publicity, bad publicity. Mm-hmm. But as you know, as they say, no publicity is bad publicity. Right, right. So me and my friend, we had this little conversation the other day about upcoming artists acting as if they're already on. So, like, for example, you'll have that artist, you know, aspiring artist, that's like, oh, I'm dropping my mixtape at 12, where they, like, you know, putting all this anticipation for this audience that they really don't even have. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just dropping their music, getting their name out there, being consistent, like, they, a lot of people try to put up this front, like, they already on. So I was like, how do you feel about that? Like the whole, oh, my mixtape dropping at 12, no, I'm pushing it back. Like nobody even really, you don't got that crowd that even really cares yet. I can speak about that because I've done it. Mm -hmm. I've done that, but Mm -hmm. it's not because of anticipation. It's just about, if I got five followers, Mm -hmm. then I want them five followers to, you know, be in tune. So setting it back is kind of like, it's a a disappointment for me because I want to get it done. Mm -hmm. But also it's a disappointment for them because they want to listen. So regardless of my five or five million followers, I'm hurt just like them. You know, so I'm like, as far as the artist that's acting like they on and they not, mm-hmm. you in the same place. Right. Until you get a consistent check coming and you going from here to here to here to here to here to here, you in the same place. So do you, are you one of those artists that have like a lot of yes men in your corner? Like whether I, your shit is hot or it's not, I don't have they no, gonna be I like, don't have nobody. Oh, okay. I have nobody supporting me. Okay. Like, no, like, when I go perform at shows, I don't, I can barely remember I had 10, I don't even think I had 10 people at a show strictly for me. Oh, wow. I never. So you just out here solo dola. I'm don't solo care dola. about all that. I do it all. Mm-hmm. I'm my own hype man. I don't need 50 niggas on the stage. And that says a lot. You know, I'm basically a one man, one man band. Like I said, like, I don't have nobody like supporting me. Ain't nobody giving me money. To do this stuff, I'm doing it straight from my job. You figure I'm cashing out five hundred dollars for my kids, off the, off the top before I pay bills, mm. pay my bills. Still got to do stuff for them. Still got to find maintain a way to eat at work. Still maintain a way to still look presentable, and still do this. 
So that tells you I do a lot. Right. So I don't, you know, if, if somebody notices me, then yeah, I'll be greatly appreciative. If I can sit up here and make the same amount of money, the same amount of money I can without working that I can then doing it, then yeah, I'll be in the studio every day. I have my kids a lot more often, more way more than what I'm doing right now. Mm. I sit up here and be making them the music and they have people to push me and promote me and all that stuff. Cause all I really want to do is just sit there and make songs. Right. That's all I really want to do. Like I can show you right I can now. Respect it. I can show you right now. Ever since I got an iPhone, I can show you this right now. You're the first witness to this. Uh-oh. Okay, you're the first witness to this. The last like the last joint I wrote was Tuesday. I'm gonna show you the first one. Oh, gee. The first one started. What's the what's the date? What's the what's the date down there? Five thirteen eleven. Right. Twenty eleven. Yeah. Five thirteen eleven. May thirteenth, twenty eleven. It's almost Dang. six years later. And that's when I first got the iPhone. Right. So imagine how <laughs> many how many how many journals I done had books and stuff versus exactly. before that. Exactly. And you know, and, this, and that's good that you keep that. It's like everything been in here. It's over almost four hundred notes in here. Oh wow. Spread out over time, so you figure like that's about another what, three or four projects I've done since then was yeah about five about five or six projects, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean I don't have nobody backing me. Ain't nobody putting money in my pocket. Right. Every performance, most of the time I pay for them. Anytime an interview, studio time, I pay for it. My covers, I pay for it. I do it all by myself with this check that I get from working with the city of Philadelphia. That's it. So, I can respect it. So that's why, like, when a lot of people see me perform, it's a lot of energy. But they also they also misconstrue it for anger, Mm. and it's like that's the only way that I know how to release what's going on with me. I could be shooting people up. I could be sitting up here robbing people. I could be selling drugs. I could be on drugs. But I'd rather do that. Do something constructive and it's positive. I'd rather create music and act like it, and people like it. Compared to me being strung out and disappointing my daughters and my family. Right, right. So, just a sidebar question. Name your top five rappers in the game right now. Right now. Yep, I (laughs) gotta know. It was funny because I just actually just came up with the fourth one. I just came up with four. Who is it? Well, first one is Kiss. I, you know, I take okay. it back since since '92. You know, the war when it was actually the Warlocks living <laughs> off experience. That's what the LLX really means, living uh, off experience. Yo. That's what they mean. The second one is Kanye West. What really? Yes, because as top a, five. Why you say that? My top five. Mm-hmm. For me, what draws me to Kanye is for one his creativity, his wordplay, but also his arrogance. Yeah. His arrogance is like. For me, I can relate to it because when you when you're smarter and better than your counterparts, can't nobody take that away from you. So it's like, yeah, I know the shit. What you gonna do about it? Oh, I'm smarter than you, and all that other stuff. That's how I am. Mm-hmm. My third one is Lupe Fiasco. That's a good one. Lupe Fiasco is more of the the political one. He's very analytical. He's very you know diverse, and this he can go, he can talk this shit, but he can also do. The pop Versa- stuff. He's versatile, mm-hmm. and his versatility is what intrigues me. Now, my fourth one, I just put him in there is um Pusha T. I'm oh. a I'm a Pusha T fan. Pusha T for me, Pusha T is it's like his 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 delivery. His mm-hmm. delivery sets me off with him. So it's like when I listen to Pusha T, it's like, ugh, like okay. Even though all he talk about is cocaine all the right. damn time, right. but it's like okay. 
Cocaine Chapter One, Cocaine Chapter Two, mm-hmm. and like his whole persona, his whole delivery, mm-hmm. everything. That's what I love about Pusha T. Okay. N- now, if it has to be a fifth one, yeah. Whew, my fifth favorite artist that you know that I would love to listen to all the time. A lot of people go and hate me for this. Who is it? <laughs> I would say I, I throw I throw my man Frenchie in there, French Montana. French Montana. Right. The I would re- need an explanation for this. Like I know lyrically, lyrically he's he's garbage. I understand that. <laughs> lyrically he's garbage. Lyrically he is. But the dude know how to make a song. He can. He can make a song, and as long as you can make a song and it can be a constant hit, you got longevity. It's, you know, it's a whole, he's definitely one of the people that which he's he's corny. Like a lot of people say, he's corny. I don't think I don't think French is. I mean, well, yeah, as a lyricist, yeah, he's a lyricist. But yeah. I feel like as an artist, he's not. He ain't bad. Like yeah, you know, he's, he's like not, he can make a hit record. Yeah, you see, you see, like excuse my French album. I think that I think that went gold. I think. But like pop that when that came out, right? Pop that set it off. Ain't worried about nothing. Even though exactly. it's annoying, huh? Oh, right. it's annoying. <laughs> but it works. It sticks with you. And this is how it is. The annoying rappers always they always, they always around. Mm-hmm. And I actually got the meat French. I actually you oh, know, really? got the meat French at um powerhouse. This was actually Meek's first powerhouse. What year was this? Um, this was had to be about 2011. Cause I remember Ti was there. Uh, T.I. French was there. Um, Keisha Cole was there. I think it was his first, the very first powerhouse when he first oh, got wow. on. So I was there. T.I. was there. I met a lot of artists. I had a conversation with Kevin Laws, all that. So it was pretty oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, so. so we hear your top five. But what are your goals as an artist? And what, do you, what are you going to do to achieve those goals right now? As far as my goals, basically, I'm just trying to get well, just trying to get known. So I just want somebody just to listen to my music and just say, yo, I fuck with it. Or even if you say you don't fuck with it, you still listen to it. You took time out your day to listen to my music. There was a there was a scene, I think, from the, the movie Temptations, right? If I'm right, it was a Temptations. And Barry Gordy was asking all his staff members to listen to this song. Would you spend a dollar on this song or buy something to eat? And it was like four, like three or four different times, they all bought something to eat. The song, it wasn't good enough. But if you make somebody spend their last dollar on to listen to a song, that's what you want. That's how you right. know that song is going to be good. And that's what I want. I want people to listen to my song and be like, yo, that's what's up. Like, if I should die, everybody was working with that John. But there's another John. I'm going to be, I'm going to re-release that again too. The John called Kane. Kane, what's Kane. that? Kane is basically, if you've seen Minister Society, oh, basically <laughs> the, the actor Tyra Turner name was Kane in the movie. Uh-huh. So basically, I just basically did songs. It was me being funny at work, me and my partner. And he was like, you know, like, yo, Kane ain't able. So we were just talking shit. So I was just like, you know, they got me feeling like I'm Kane, nigga. Mm-hmm. And now I've been able since the days, nigga. Okay. All I want is rap for Kane, nigga. She mm-hmm. will never be the same. She will never be the same. They got me feeling like I'm Kane, oh. <laughs> and that's how. It, and I made okay. the hook. And I made the hook up just like that, and mm-hmm. I just kept saying it all day. So basically, when I did the song, I started. I say, it's a trying to take me out. They trying to take me out. 
She claims my baby. I know she crazy now. Feeling like Kane, you know I be lit. Don't hate the game, you ain't in the mix. You know that I get it, the chain and the wrist. All white shit, man, I look like a brick. 36 for these verses. 30 clip mean murder. Run it up, I ain't girly. LA shit, nigga, perfect. Grandpa kicked me out. Grandma watched him do it. Times is getting hard. I'm really going through it. Cousin Arrow died. Never been the same. I swallowed all my pride. Then I seen the change. Got on my paper chasing. My niggas ain't been the same. How they just went and changed. But I mean, it's pure cane. Keep it 100, you know that I'm dope. They selling you gas, they selling you smoke. When I don't pull up, it's murder, she wrote. The money, the phone, give it up slow. Thinking I'm playing, shit ain't been easy. Strapped every time, won't go out like easy. Men's society, fucking believe it. They got me feeling like a king, Let's go. So basically, it's just like I'm like incorporating parts of the movie mm-hmm. into the song. That's why I said they trying to take me out. Mm-hmm. They trying to take me out. She claims it's my baby. I know she crazy. Now remember the part in the movie right. where he was on the phone. She was like, I'm pregnant. Right. They trying to take. Then when I say they trying to take me out, it's like basically her cousins and everybody else trying mm-hmm. to take me out. How they did Harold. Like let's say cousin Harold died. I ain't never been the same. I changed after that. So you right. know, it's basically it's just a play on the movie. Mm-hmm. But I just turned it. Turned it all the way up. Gotcha. Like with, with me, I do like repetitive, like repetitive hooks. So when I say them hooks, you feel that shit, mm. and you like yo. This... Now you just seen it right there yourself. When I said they got me feeling like I'm Kane, like you can imagine how turned up it gonna be. So when you hear it, they got me feeling like I'm Kane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's how that goes. So Kane, Kane is gonna be like the lead track off the project. Okay. So the video's coming for that in like another two to three weeks. Oh, so this is soon. Okay. It's, it's a song. It's definitely no, a song. I mean like it's soon. Like the yeah, oh, oh, yeah, it's soon. soon. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. real soon. The project drops Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. You know, so what? I got to have something something for that. So before we wrap this up, okay. tell us why we should, because I know you said like you want people to listen to you. Why should you, you listen want, to me? Yeah, why should we listen to you? Why should you listen to me? Because at the end of the day, a lot of these artists out here, they're gonna they're gonna fraud. They're gonna sit up here. They're gonna talk about what they want to do, what they've seen done, what they've been around. I'm actually done my stuff. I've done my homework. I sit up here. I sit up here and I write my music. I put put everything into my songs. I put all my emotion into it. So when I bring it to you, when you see me in person performing, you're gonna feel it. Mm-hmm. I'm not no down. I'm not no down and out rapper. I'm not on the struggle. I could be, but I'm not. I've not, I haven't had the, the problems that a lot of the other artists has, you know, family on drugs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I do it because it's fun. And at the end of the day, I, I, love, I love a challenge. So when it comes to performing, there's nobody going to beat me. I believe it. Nobody's going to beat me. You can sit up here and have all the choreographers that you want. You can sit up here and have your shit routined out. But when it comes to performing... I reign supreme when it comes to this because other you don't know nobody in the city that performs. Right. Nobody. So when you think when you see they when they, they call me Nando, that's what you remember. Mm-hmm. That's what you're gonna see. And when you listen, when you see and hear that music come through them speakers, automatically you ready to turn up. From the rip, you're ready to turn up, you ready to go go out with your girls, you ready to sit up here, even if you want to go ride with somebody, go ahead. Right, right, right. It's all energy, even if you're not a morning person, blast my shit. All right, I'm up now, all right, you know, 
alarm clock shit. Right, Use start it. your day. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can listen to everything, okay. where they can see the video. Okay, okay. This is what I'm going to do. Everything, as far as social media is concerned, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, everything is at they call me Nando. T-H-E-Y-C-A-L-L-M-E-N-A-N-D-O. So if you also want to see the If I Should Die video, that's actually in my bio right now on um on Instagram. You can click into that. It's being promoted for the next it's been promoted for the last two days. It still has another three day promotion. Um it's sponsored. So you can go on YouTube, type in if they should they call me Nando, if I should die. You'll see it up there. It's on YouTube right now. It's gonna be out on the other sites in the upcoming weeks throughout the month. What they call me drops Memorial Day. So if y'all don't know, if I'm correct, that's May 29th, if I'm correct. I think so. And there's so. nobody's backing me. I'm dropping this all by myself. There ain't no management. There isn't no no ARs and nothing. It's all me. I'm giving you seven, seven to eight tracks, maybe. Straight energy, straight performance music. That's all I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. You can like it, you don't have to like it. I don't care. At the end of the day, man, you're gonna you're gonna respect what's real and you're gonna respect the talent. They call me nine though. 